Everybody say he's great. Love to say about it because the media didn't fuel it. So it shows you that the media is just like totally, totally controlled on how people think. And a lot of things they saying about this dude is all made up and it's not true and it's lies. You know what I'm saying? Or it's things that they take and they spin. They put a spin on it mm-hmm. and make it appear like something that's not. You know what I'm saying? And I, I see it because I learned to uh, to check out both sides because I, too, was uh, was one of them dudes that used to live off of CNN. I used to watch CNN all the time. I was an Obama fan until a brother pulled my coattail and told me, yo, you got to uh, really start examining both sides before you can judge. And, and that really should be common sense because if you go to a person and someone tells you something about their marriage, you know what I'm saying? If you go to a person, they tell you, oh, I'm having problems with my marriage. If you just talk to the woman, you're going to think the dude is a demon. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You can't just judge by listening to one side. Mm-hmm. And really, that's scriptural base. And I want to really, uh, matter of fact, I want to hit that you first. You want to hit that first? Yeah, okay. I want to hit that first. Let's hit the, you know, just to set the set of scene, because, you know, we watched a couple of shows, you know, we were talking about it, because we watch, uh TMZ, and um, we also watch, uh, I know I watched the show on um, The Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. where they were interviewing T.I., and T.I. has spoke to uh, Kanye, and he served certain things that he said, and uh, the response that came from the, the um, Breakfast Club staff, I want to address some of the things they said, and we also want to address some of the things that uh, Kanye said, yeah. and how it was interpreted. The wrong way, basically. The wrong way, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The Body of Christ uh, Church Radio Network uh, broadcasts uh, seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the BLCC. According to the scriptures, Listen to our archive broadcast or check us out while we are live on uh, the air. We, we're not really into Come the political and movement. visit us we're not in the into, virtual living room at 2 o'clock p.m. on Sunday where we examine current topics according to the scriptures. So Are you, you looking for the truth? Really Can you handle the truth? Really Find out on Monday at 8 o'clock p.m. It doesn't matter what because church you attend really or philosophy you believe. Take the challenge to see. Are you smarter than your pastor on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m.? The world is engrossed in darkness, but it shall be destroyed by the light. Check out From Darkness to Light at 7 o'clock p.m. on Wednesdays, where all matters of witchcraft, occult practices, and Satanism is exposed to that, that's what we Before now. the so light comes, it's time to awake on Thursday at 8 o'clock p.m. If you are seeking salvation, listen to what I saw when I was looking at Fridays at 7 o'clock p.m. And after you listen to all of these shows, find out how we will become kings and priests Saturday morning at 9 o'clock a.m. All shows are on Eastern Standard Time. Remember, check out the Body of Christ Church seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the BOCC. Their job is to make you believe what they want, not to make you believe the truth, but make you believe what they want you to believe. Not just CNN, but all of these. And and um so, that's one of the things I was talking to the brother about because I remember this book. It seemed like one black person and our people just forgot about everything. They they like forgot where they at now. Now all of a sudden they feel like the struggle's over. Because I remember when I was younger. I'm like 53 right now. But when I was young in high school, we used to know about a, a secret society. We used to know about the Illuminati, what they call the Illuminati now, which Trump refers to the deep state. We used to know about that. And and there were books that told you that these people control the media. They control the different news agencies. They control the uh, uh, 
the New York Post, New York Times, they control all that. Mm-hmm. They control Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That's how in a short matter of time, less than 20 years, they got every the whole world to accept homosexuality. Mm-hmm. How do you think they did that? That's right. It's called social engineering, man. They control what you believe. And we're going to go deeper yeah. into that. Yeah, absolutely. But the way you can avoid the manipulation... This is the Body of Christ Church. And I'm going to show you an example of that when it comes to how you judge people. Because the way they're judging this dude is totally unjust. You're not doing your due diligence in the way you're judging. Yeah. For example, the hat, Make America Great Again. <laughs> yeah. These dudes said that the hat on the Breakfast Club was basically like a flag of white supremacy. The hat is a flag of white supremacy. Where's that proof at? No proof. Now, they also had, you know where they might have got that from? Because uh, my wife watched this show, Mary Jane, that show, Being Mary Jane. Yeah. And on that show, she's a news editor. And they had a new a new journalist. She's a, new, a journalist. They had a new one come to the, a new white lady who was supposed to be a southerner come, and she had that hat on. And they, she went to some function they had, and she said, she had the nerve to come here with the with the... The flag of the KKK, something like that, a white supremacy. And I was like, why are they saying that? Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people believe, that that statement, because every president has like a statement that they use for their campaign. And his was make America great again. Mm-hmm. And what he used to say when he say that, which I can understand him saying it in that form, was all the factories left this country. All, and those that are here this all This is leave. the body of Christ he church. He said he was going to bring the factories back. That was part of what he said of making America great again, because how is the country at one time that was the the, the powerhouse of in, of industries had all types of factories in it and all type of producing all type of manufacturers? Now everything left the country. It's the body the of Christchurch. You got connect uh, with uh, the body. Deficit. You got the country with with uh what's it twenty trillion dollar debt. Debt. Twenty trillion dollars. You don't understand what it means to make America. You think make America great has to be going back to slavery? That's that's the only thing that that can mean. And that's what most white people don't. Has to mean becomes reality. So now that Kanye is with Trump, now Kanye is going back to slavery, the slavery movement, and he's support he's supporting the slavery movement. And yeah. And one of the statements I know um, T.I. was saying is that, yo, a lot of people are crying. Episode of the Israelite News, where we try to cover different topics of things. I had that said, make America great again. And a lot of you people believe in America. If you believe in America, what's so bad about saying making it great again? Why, can you make it great without slavery? So, matter of fact, they said back in the 60s, our people were tighter than they are now. We were better than we are now. Because, number one, we didn't have our, our communities wasn't drug-infested like it is now. Mm. We, we aren't on drugs like we are now. We weren't divided as much as we divided now. Shoot, blacks stood up and united and fought for a lot of things that they're not standing up and fighting for nothing now. So the thing about the way you judge things, I want to look at that because for you to take something without proof or to talk call somebody uh, names without proof, is against the scriptures. Yeah, it's evil. That's why it's, it's evil. This this whole uh uh the reason for this uh topic we're going into is just to show people according to the scriptures 
that is unlawful the way that people are really uh, reacting and, and, and also off of not hearing both sides of the story and really understanding all the facts before mm-hmm. you judge. So mm-hmm. we're we're basing this whole uh, this whole show or, or class on that on the scriptures. We're basing everything off the scriptures. What we we're supposed to always mm-hmm. do in the first place. And and if you're somebody that believes in the scriptures, you should really examine the, what we're reading and consider it, and consider yourself. Examine yourself and see you know if you're doing something wrong with God because that's what it's really all about. Is the Most High. It ain't about Trump. It ain't about the society. It's about us not being seduced or bewitched to believe something fake. And then take that fake belief and have hatred with one another where you're talking about hurting some, doing physical harm to somebody off a bunch of made-up BS, man, lies. Yeah. That's that's their uh, insurrection. That's their inner fighting, man. What you getting involved with that for, man? And the same people that's behind taking this dude down is the ones that's behind putting drugs in your community. That's right. Now, all of a sudden, these people, I'm going to give you, I just, you know, there's so much yeah, to say about this topic, man. You know, you got somebody like uh, Maxine Waters. There's nobody that loves Maxine Waters more than me. <laughs> I used to put that sister on a pedestal, you know. And now I, I'm looking at her, and I'm like, back in the days when it was exposed that the intelligence agencies, the CIA and them, was set up Freeway Ricky Ross. And was bringing drugs and crack cocaine and spread it out through central L.A. and eventually throughout the United States. Mm-hmm. She stood up and spoke about the CIA and about how corrupt and wicked they were and about this government. Mm-hmm. Now, how many years later now? You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're a Ugly as a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. Okay. We'd like to thank everyone for another edition of Kings and Priests. Satan's Christmas Secrets. Basically, what we're going to be bringing out today is showing you the true festivals of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and bringing out the different secrets about this Christmas holiday, that it is a satanic holiday, that it has nothing to do with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The attack on the true saints of the Most High for resisting this day and refusing to worship and give that honor and praise to Satan, but to give that honor and praise to the true Christ, and to what he instructed us to do, which is to teach repentance, first repenting ourselves of the sins and wickedness that's in this world against the Lord, and for us to go forth and be fishers of men and bring forth the light that's in Christ. So I'm your brother Gadawan in London, which, you know, is probably one of the central points of of witchcraft and Satanism and demonology, you know. But there are people here that are 
seeking the Lord and do want to know the truth. And we got a few other brothers with us today. We got um, our brother Ibaja, who I call the executive producer. He helps me a lot on this show. You know, the synopsis and pictures and all kinds of things. The brother also produces this show uh, on Friday nights. Repentance is the key. So, brother Ibaja, you want to say a few words? Well, I just have a very, very few words to say, and that's all praises for the Sabbath, all praises to the Heavenly Father for the understanding, and, you know, we hope and pray that everyone receives the understanding so that they may repent through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and that we all endure to the end to receive the kingdom. All right, all right. And another brother we have with us, uh, Brother Kazak. He does a show on, on Saturdays at uh, 11.30 on the ID. Well, I'll, I'll let him tell you. I always forget the, that name. Um, but he does um, a show for the Body of Christ uh, radio network, but he does it in the Spanish, you know, teaching the wonderful words and wholesome words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and bringing the, bringing the truth. I know he's doing a lot of uh, things on Christmas and bringing it out in the Espanol. So we definitely want to promote that. To you know, uh, Spanish-speaking uh, uh, brother. So, brother Kazak, if you want to say a few words, um, you know, introduce yourself and let him know about your show. That would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, first and foremost, shalom to all the brothers and sisters over there in the UK. It's brother Kazak over here in the US, and definitely appreciative to the Lord for the Sabbath. Ooh, talk about a brother that needs it. Yeah. Um, Long story, extremely short. We do run uh, a Spanish version of the virtual liberal Saturday mornings at 11.30 a.m. to 12 o'clock p.m. And uh, we, 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 we talk about the same things in Spanish that we do in English as far as repentance and the keys to repentance, uh, what, truly, what truly repentance is about, how one goes about repenting and, and, and changing the mindset, as well as basically dealing with... Uh, uh, from time to time, current issues and things that happen that need to be addressed in the scriptures, so that our, our people are edified as to what the will of the heavenly Father truly is out of the scriptures. And Lord willing, they repent and follow the example of our Lord and Savior Christ as well. All this is done all español para nuestra gente, nuestros hermanos y hermanas esparcidas por todo el mundo, for our brothers and sisters that are scattered throughout all the world. Que intentan, que quieren saber sobre Cristo, el verdadero Cristo de la Biblia. They are trying to learn, that want to learn of the true Christ of the Bible. This show addresses a lot of points uh, on Saturday mornings, once again, at 11.30 a.m. I mean, come on, man. You know that the society is... Very good, very good. And um, just starting the show, we um, all throughout this month we're going to be doing shows on Christmas. Uh, we're going to be doing shows on bringing out the truth, going into the history. And our hope and our prayer is that Israel be saved, that our people wake up from the lies that they've been told about this day and they come into the truth. But it's a very hard thing for people that's been entrenched with this, doc this doctrine from their birth, you know. You know, I got uh, Facebook friends, and I can see the pictures that they taking their 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 children to, you know, their first Santa Claus city, and they don't understand how, like we was going over the show last night, 
um, we had the incident uh, where the news reporter came and said there is no Santa Claus. And basically the next day she had to come and apologize. They don't understand that this is initiation into Satanism. And the brother brought out, uh, Kadar brought out the scripture where he was speaking about how people in the past, they sacrificed their children to Molech. But it's the same thing, as it, but it's in a spiritual sense. See, things are more spiritual than literal. In the, in the past, they were more literal. It, it was more carnal outgoing when they did these things. But Satan has gone underground, undercover. So for just the ordinary person to look with ordinary eyes, you wouldn't be able to see it. So we're hoping to come and put the spiritual um, sunglasses on so you can see the true lies that Satan has been telling. And to start off, I want to play this clip by um, John Todd. Now, John Todd was a, a former Illuminati uh, member in which, but he says something very uh, interesting on how they deal with children and how they get children to view Christianity. So I, I want you um, to um, listen to it, so bear with me. ...according to facts and what the person actually did, not what you heard, but what they actually did. That's why I went to this church, they, as they say, with their staff, about the Bible, some basic teachings that I had picked up by accident when I was about 10 years old in Nazarene Church with a people that I was being raised by that were in witchcraft found out that I had went to this church they, as they say, with their staff and that was that for going and hearing anything about the word of God so everything I know about the Bible I've learned in the last five years I had some very, very good teachers in San Antonio a man named Jackson Taylor, Southern Baptist pastor and when I told him it was like two days after I was saved uh, the things that I had come out of and was afraid of and so on. He gave me this scripture as kind of my battle cry text, whatever, throughout the walk and the ministry that I would have later. And I left it with Christians because in a day and age when we see so much happening around us, we lose sight of who's behind what is happening around us. We lose sight that if it is good and positive, it's the Lord, and if it's evil and rebellious, it's the devil. A lot of times we look at our teenage children and we think that they're the devil and the teenage children look at the parents and think they're the devil. And we lose sight of really who our enemy is in this warfare that we're in. So I'd like to leave this with you. I'm sure many of you know it. And if you don't, I recommend that you mark it in your Bible and learn it by heart. Ephesians 6.12 For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness, of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. I didn't bring my amplifier because the day I was a little rushed as I was late. So just bringing out that, that, that point there and saying we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but what? Principalities. So what is that? These are spiritual forces. And what you have to understand that at Christmas time, this was going forth. This is what they're teaching children about. You're initiating children into witchcraft rites and practices. You know, said deck the halls with holly 
Those are things that were used in witchcraft practices. The whole Santa Claus, you're initiating children into demonology. You're teaching them about demons and different names of demons, okay? Because when you look at Santa Claus, it wasn't Santa Claus, it was Santa Claus, which was another name of a demon that dwelt in fire. That's why it comes down the chimney. So a lot of times, if you see children, they be scared of Santa Claus. Right, right or wrong, brother? Anyone can chime in on that? Hey, feels babies crying like hell. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I remember yeah. my experience. Like, you gonna take your Santa Claus? I ain't gonna sit on that guy's lap. I, I don't think I sat on Santa Claus' lap because I was too scared. I like, no, I ain't. Whew, got a red in that red suit, and they tell you at the same time as a child that who dresses up in red. So if you you go to church and now you're like, wait a minute. There's some contradictions these adults are telling me, man. Now, you said the devil is red. Here comes some, the devil's a white red guy. Now, here comes some red, a uh, white red guy. And he's talking about, I'm going to give you presents. Now, look, you keep, you come in the night. I don't want to see you, dude. So, anybody you can share your experiences or you want to chime in anything you want to bring out. I'll rock you first. Oh my goodness! Oh man! Um, uh, my, uh, yeah, you really caught me off guard with that one, there, brother. Um, when I was growing up, basically, uh, <laughs> you love Santa Claus. That's why you caught off guard. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, yeah. Like I said, he caught me off guard with that one. When I was growing up, we were taught basically that you know, this is the guy that brings gifts and things of that nature down the chimney, so forth and so on, and and the the vibe was so strong in the household at that time that, you, you know, it was something that I'm not going to lie to you. I look forward to. I'm like, hey, hey, here comes Santa Claus, bring gifts. But one, one thing that I, uh, I learned is, wait a minute, I wanted this, but I got that. Hmm. You know? So the overall point for me was, when I was growing up, was Santa Claus, you know, this this big, jolly, white guy in a red suit coming to bring gifts and things of that nature and, and the stuff that I wanted for Christmas anyway wasn't always the stuff that I got. So so eventually that became, dis, uh, you know, somewhat disgruntled, disillusioned to the point in which I found out uh, preteen years that there really wasn't a Santa Claus and that those gifts, you know, that I received were, you know, what my parents worked hard to give me and that there was no fat uh, white guy in a jolly red suit squeezing down the chimney, putting stuff in the stockings. Because in my household, we didn't even have stockings anyway. Right. So that's just uh, me sharing my, uh, my take on it. My you say white that's what you have. It's not racist to say white guy. Because he is white. It's not, it's not a black Santa Claus. <laughs> so it's not racist to say, you know, white guy or white man or Caucasian or whatever. That's just the truth. So, brothers, please don't hesitate hesitate to tell the truth. It's not, it doesn't have anything to do with race. We, we deal with the truth. And what it is is that people find offense to the truth. And the scriptures tell us that what? Do I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? So I want to, um, Abad, do you want to chime in on it? You let the brother go first. Oh, no. Okay, I want to play with, um, <laughs> with the, um, this guy saying John Todd, who was a 
former Illuminati member and which what he was saying about how they initiate children from a very young age and turn them against um, Christianity. And this is what they're doing on a, on a high spiritual level. They're teaching children to have more favoritism towards witchcraft than they are towards the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Okay, because you're teaching about a fictitious character called Santa Claus, which is really a misnomer, is really Satan that they're teaching about, and other gods that they're teaching about, and it has nothing to do with Christ. So let's see what we have to say. Listen up. Nothing but witchcraft. I was not a sinner, but they didn't discuss it with me. They take you very, very young. And from the, even before they start talking about the so-called positive aspects of witchcraft, they talk about the negative aspects of Christianity. So that I'm a, being a Christian is a miracle, not because I want it out of witchcraft, but that I would consider Christianity to be the only way out. Because they brainwash you from very early childhood that the Christian is the most evil being or creature in the universe. That he wants so. It's the same thing. He was he was raised as a witch. So what was he taught that to be a Christian was the most evil, wicked thing in the universe from a very young age? So you look, what are they teaching children from a very young age about Santa Claus, about Christmas trees, mistletoes, bunnies that lay eggs, all these different fables, but if you tell anyone about Christ, like the, we did the show last night, we did the show, and um, tell them about the show we did last night. Well, basically the show was the center of the focal point, or the jump, the jump off point rather, was centered around a news reporter that uh, they additionally, I'm trying to bring, give you the shorthand version, but they did a story on, you know, the economy and how the people were using Santa Claus as a means of helping parents deal with the rough economy and lowering expectations for children as far as Christmas gifts are concerned. And toward the end of that segment, the, um, you know, the, the journalist, she was like, you know, if you, I, I told you, if you could have seen her face, like, her face said it always, like, her face was like, this is a bunch of bull, I don't believe you even doing this story. And she was like, listen, there is no Santa. She said, there's no man coming down the chimney. There's no man drinking the milk and eating the cookies. You know, just went into this whole, what some people would call a tirade of, you know, there is no Santa and mommy and daddy are the ones that give the gifts. And, you know, the, the her co-anchor and the other, you know, the guy that does the sports, they tried to clean it up because they already knew what time it was. But she was like, hell no, ain't no damn Santa. And, you know, the following day, you know, because of the public outrage and outcry, she had to come on on the uh, on that same segment and apologize. I, I still got those clips in the uh, in the studio, but um, <laughs> it was basically just showing you how people would much rather deal with a lie and the traditions of men rather than the truth with the ruse or the so-called fake cover-up or window dressing of oh, it's for the kids. Right. I want to read this scripture. This is Hosea 4, 1. It says, Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord have a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. So the Lord has a controversy with the people of the land. And let's, let's, see, let's see what one of the controversies that the Lord has with the inhabitants of the land. Because there is no 
truth. Is there a Santa Claus? Abaja? Yeah, there most, there most definitely is a Santa Claus in the minds of, of, of children and in the, in the mall sitting there, you know, taking pictures. But according to the scripture, the Santa Claus that everybody thinks is this man in the red suit that says ho, ho, ho with flying reindeer and all this other stuff and lives in the North Pole is just a figure for all of the different, you know, demons and everything else that it derives from. Kazak. But in reality, no. Kazak, is there a Santa Claus? So, how much propaganda, TV shows, news reports, are there going to be about Santa Claus? Telling, telling children about Santa Claus. So all of that is an initiation in lies. And children children need to be protected from these lies that's being told. Because it's a gateway to Satanism. And that's what people don't understand. And you know, I see a lot of people, they deal with the Illuminati and, you know, they want to, we got we to gotta learn about the Illuminati and the New World Order. But no, you need to learn about the scriptures because the scriptures expose all the satanic vibrations, all the satanic secrets that they're trying to bring out by dealing with the truth that's in Christ. And one of the big ones is Christmas, is to get people under that satanic vibration. And you know what? A lot of people that deal with the uh, so-called Illuminati or truth seekers or whatever, they deal with Christmas. They got all these uh, information and facts they can deal with, WikiLeaks and all this kind of uh, all these kind of things, but they can't find out the truth that's in Christmas. Because why? There is no truth in Christmas. Christ there is no, yeah, there is no truth in Christmas. And this is one of the controversies that the Lord has with the land. There is no truth, no mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. Because you put Christ against Santa Claus. Christmas is supposed to be about Christ. Why is Santa Claus the central figure? Because it has nothing to do with Christ. See, and this, this, is where I, this is where I lose people because they're like, F you, I'm going to keep my Christmas. Well, yeah. you, know, you know what you're saying. You're, uh, you're, in, you're in complete opposition of the scriptures. You're in complete opposition against the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You cannot call yourself a Christian. You might as well call yourself a Satanist. Because that's what it's truly is about. That's what it's really about. And the illuminated, those that are illuminated, know this to be true. I'm going to read verse 2. It says, by swearing and lying, killing, stealing, and committing adultery, they break out in blood, touch of blood. So this is what happened when there's no truth, no mercy, no, no knowledge of God in the land. So... Is today's society a more peaceful society, godly, righteous, tell the truth society, or are there more murders? There's more lying. There's more stealing. There's more adultery and fornication and homosexuality going on in this time. Which one is it? Which one is it? This is what, one that you just described. This is what happens. When the Bible doesn't reign. But see, what people don't understand is that there is going to be a judgment. That's one of the reasons why we do this show is to warn people and say, whether it's Christmas, whether it's fornication, whether it's adultery, whether it's homosexuality, whether it's, whether it's any of those things, that they need to repent of those things 
and return unto the Lord, who is truly merciful. Now, I want to play some more of this clip. I'm going to, I'm going to go back a little bit because just showing you how Satan is using the, the media to put out that satanic vibration and for people to have sympathy for the devil. And it's a disguise like it's something that's Christian, like it's something that's good, but it has nothing to do with Christ. It has everything to do with Satan. I'm going to go back and I'm going to go to the beginning because he, he begins to explain his origin and his family name. And I want to see if people that's listening in the chat room on the line, if you're going to pick on one of his family name is which one of the, which, which is one of the premier family names in witchcraft that was supposed to bring witchcraft to the U.S. to the USA and initiate people into witchcraft. I want to see if you pick up on this name or you or you sleeping. And learn anything about the Word of God? So everything I know about the Bible, I've learned in the last five years. I had some very very good teachers. Oh, let me find it. And we lose sight of really blood, but against principles that political corruption. We look. You know, many of you, how many of you were raised Baptists? We'll start that way. Possible. Uh, they have a term called homegrown Pentecostal. I guess homegrown Baptist would be just as fashionable. Well, I was a homegrown witch. From the time that I was five years old, I knew nothing but witchcraft. I would have known it sooner, but they didn't discuss it with me. They take you very, very young. Hold on a second. Of where they're building homes with broomstick poles coming out of the chimney. One of their Bibles. The organization I came out of is a cult in religion, not in purpose. Its purpose is political and financial power. Completely, I had 5,000 clothes. That meant I had 65,000 priests and priestesses. That wasn't the kind I'm going to find it. And you know, you know what the guy went while you're looking for that? Go ahead. He actually. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. No, nah, part of that clip you played where he talked about, you know, the homegrown Baptist, homegrown Pentecostal, where I was raised a homegrown witch. The thing about it and the irony of it is that a lot of the so these churches that carry the Christian banner, whether it be any one of those denominations or even the so-called some of these non-denominational churches, they're all dealing with witchcraft. You know, and it will give you the appearance that Satan is fighting Satan. Satan. And the Lord said if Satan like Satan, I'm chopping up the scripture, he says, you know, his house shall soon uh, be divided or fall. So the irony in this whole thing is that a lot of these churches, even though they claim to be Christians and followers of Christ, they deal with these holidays, they deal with Easter, they deal with the Immaculate Conception, the Trinity, and all this other stuff, which all have their roots in paganism and witchcraft. A lot of their uh, customs that they're dealing with are rooted in witchcraft. So no, these churches are not against Satan. They're an integral part of it in keeping the people trapped in it. Yeah. Okay, I found a clip now. So I'm gonna play it for you. See if you can recognize this name, and sh I w I want to see if you can if you can tie things together. That he wants nothing more than to take the everyday witch out and shoot them, burn them, hang them, whatever he can do, and that they are the most hateful beings that ever existed on the same level as maybe Adolf Hitler. He's talking about Christians. So this is what. I was raised up to believe, and uh, my last name is Cod, but that was just changed about 60 years ago. Until then, our name was Collins. 
and the Collins family, my direct tree, was responsible according to witchcraft history and a few history books that I can find also was bringing witchcraft to the United States. So uh, when I was 14... So did, did you pick up on that? That is Todd and Collins. He came out and spoke against it. Cullen. And the Vatican got a wall around the Vatican. Mm-hmm. For crying oh, out loud, they had a 20-foot wall around Cullen. the Vatican. Cullen, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're making this whole thing into a race issue. Uh, and other what's particular about that name? He said Collins. That's what I heard. Did, did, he, did, did I hear that correctly? No, it was Cullen. Cullen. Okay, Cullen. Sorry. Yeah. But he did say, according to his family tree, that uh, it was responsible for bringing witchcraft, uh, uh, or at least uh, initiating starting witchcraft here in, in, in the U.S. when they came, when they arrived here. Something to that effect, I believe. So, <clears throat> when you look at that name Cullen, it's a very popular name in the movies. Yeah, it's one of the dudes in the Twilight series, too, I think. Exactly. And how do they paint, you know, these vampires that's from this Cullen family? I never watched the Twilight series, so that does not interest me. Well, you got <laughs> They paint them as like, okay, they're, they're reformed vampires and that they're good. Because that's that whole thing, sympathy for the devil. To bring the occult, witchcraft to, you know, where it's not hated. Well, you can't, it doesn't matter if you bring out the scriptures, because we bring out the scriptures all day. We go into Jeremiah 10, we go all around the world, we wield this sword that's called the Bible, and we bring it out. But people are so, are so indoctrinated, and they're like, well, what's wrong, you know? I saw Twilight. Mm, there's some good vampires. You're like, <laughs> oh, the scriptures tell you about that we're not supposed to drink blood. We're not supposed to eat anything with the blood in it. So now you're going to say it's okay? So you look at the Christmas, it's all this propaganda. It's not true because there's no, there's no Santa Claus. Okay, I'll make no apologies. If your kid's in the room, hey, <laughs> this is a Bible-based program. And for a lot of people... They're not going to tell their children that, whether they're dealing with the Bible or not. There's many Christians they're going to tell their children that Santa Claus is going to come on December 25th and Christmas Eve. You got to wait for him. You got to go to bed early. Blah blah blah. Because my mother, my mother was an ordained minister, and she taught me and my brother that there was Santa Claus all day long, all night. And I never knew the truth until I came and dealt with the truth that's in the Bible, because I wasn't told in 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 the church. And you're not going to learn that in the church because most of these people in the church are ordained witches. That's what a lot of people don't know. You, they go into seminary school and they learn in theosophy. They're not learning theology. As the brother Akarai, we do the show on on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. from darkness to light, which basically the brother was a witch or sorcerer, necromancer, had many demonic powers, and he gave all those things up. To save the, to serve the Lord, so he knows he's like, look, this, 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 that's witchcraft. And be like, ah, that's witchcraft. Then he goes into the scriptures, the Batman, Batman. We're like, oh. But see, many of our people they're not dealing with the scriptures or the word of the Lord, and we have to really repent. So we're gonna take a a short break, and we're gonna come back, and I'm gonna play some some more clips showing you how people put different witchcraft spells 
on themselves through the through the music and through dealing with these Christmas traditions. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. The Body of Christ Church Radio Network broadcasts seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the BLCC. Listen to our archive broadcasts or check us out while we are live on the air. Come and visit us in the virtual living room at 2 o'clock p.m. on Sundays where we examine current topics according to the scriptures. Are you looking for the truth? Can you handle the truth? Find out on Mondays at 8 o'clock p.m. It doesn't matter what church you attend or philosophy you believe, take the challenge to see are you smarter than your pastor on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. The world is engrossed in darkness, but it shall be destroyed by the light. Check out From Darkness to Light at 7 o'clock p.m. on Wednesdays where all manner of witchcraft, occult practices, and Satanism is exposed for what it is. Before the light comes, it's time to awake on Thursday at 8 o'clock p.m. If you are seeking salvation, listen to Repentance is the Key, Fridays at 7 o'clock p.m. And after you've listened to all of these shows, find out how we will become kings and priests Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. All shows are on Eastern Standard Time. Remember to check out The Body of Christ Church seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the BOCC. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash T-H-E-B-O-C-C. Shalom. Mr. Grinch, your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. Okay, we're back. I guess we're the Grinches that are stealing Christmas from kids and families and you know, we must be bad people to speak about Christmas in such a derogatory way and, you know, to to bring it like it's uh, infamous or it's nothing good that is for us to say it is evil. It's such a good time of the year and season. But the truth is, is that <laughs> we're actually the good guys. <laughs> you ever watch a movie where everyone... He's looking at the good guy like he's the bad guy. Then at the at the last Trump at the end of the movie, they found out that the the person who they thought was the bad guy was the good guy all along. You ever seen a movie like that? <laughs> well, that's what we are. We're the good guys, and we're bringing out the truth. But the problem is, and um, one of our brothers put the scripture in 
in the chat room is that men love darkness rather than the light. So people would rather have a Christmas celebration than to truly follow and honor Christ. But I just wanted to thank everyone that's uh, tuned into the show, everyone that's called in, that listen in. And you know what? I think you're really brave to listen to a show and go against everything that you've been taught and that you learned. But it's time for us to wake up to an acknowledgement of the truth. It's time for us to come from the darkness into the marvelous light of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's time to make a stand. And the scriptures tell you in Proverbs that the righteous is more excellent than his neighbor, but the ways of the wicked seduceth him. So for you to follow the scriptures, that is more excellent. For you not to be a liar, a thief, or a murderer. For you not to lie to your children and tell them about Christ uh, and tell them and not to tell them about Santa Claus, that's an excellent thing. You're not going to lie to them. And then teach them about Christ. Teach them to love thy neighbor as thyself. That's an excellent thing. You know, but people are justifying lies every year to their children. So what are they teaching their children to do? Zach? Your father. Your father. Oh, yeah. And basically, what they're teaching their children to do is to, trans, first and foremost, transgress the laws of the Heavenly Father by uh, by being liars. Because, as, you know, as they grow up, unless they repent, as they grow up, they turn around and perpetuate the same lies that they tell, that they tell their children. So, in other words, now, the, 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 the cycle uh, repeats itself. The cycle continues unless they repent. So the first thing that has to happen is, wait a minute. The Lord says, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Then Christ turns around, and he tells you the same thing, but he's even more explicit. He tells you, thou shalt not bear false witness. Period. And so bear false witness is a lie. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to read the scripture. And it, it, it's quickly becoming a popular one. Uh, this is Revelation, chapter 22. And uh, I'll start verse 14. It says, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. City refers to the kingdom of heaven when Christ brings it back on this earth. Verse 15. For without, meaning outside of the city, are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. So the overall point of the matter is this Christmas thing that we're talking about this morning, this afternoon over there in the UK, it's filled with dogs, it's filled with sorcerers, it's filled with whoremongers, whoremongers and whoremongering, it's filled with idolatry, and it's also filled with lies. So for those who are truly, truly seeking to serve the Lord in spirit and truth, they have to repent. Come out of that whole Christmas vibe, come out of that whole Christmas mindset, because it has nothing to do with Christ. It has nothing to do with serving the Heavenly Father. It has nothing to do with salvation. It has everything to do with Satan. You know what? I'm, I'm going to play um, uh, a brief history of Christmas. This is a very popular and controversial so called the, the Boondocks. 
So I'm gonna play the the <laughs> their um, explanation or version of uh, what Christmas is about. So let's listen to this. That's what people hear when you start telling them the truth about Christmas. They don't want, 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 want. What? What'd you say? What, what'd you say about the Oh, you know what? I ain't got time to speak to you right now. I got to finish my Christmas job. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, people don't understand you're dealing with high Satanism, high witchcraft that's going on over the minds of the people. Do you see at the beginning... At the beginning, what was the guy saying? He was repeating what the TV was saying. And that's how they get children at a very young age. It's, they put on all these programs. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Then, then they have the anti-Christmas uh, propaganda with the Grinch that stole Christmas. You, um, uh, the Christmas Carol. You're a Scrooge if you don't celebrate Christmas. Buy a humbug. So it's all this propaganda going on in your mind. It's repeated every Every year, every year, every year, every year, every year, every year. I remember a time, and you brothers chime in and, and, and back me up, where during this so-called Christmas season or period, they used to have a lot of biblical um, programs that would come on. They would have like the, the story of Christ and, and his life. You used to see that a lot. But I don't see much of that at all these days because they don't want people to know. Because if people start really looking at the Bible, they might find, wait a minute, it isn't Christ's birthday. <laughs> oh, they may be right. Wait a minute. There is no Santa Claus in the scripture. Right. Uh, not even that, but when I want to play this little short clip that I played on the show last night. Yeah, hit um, and for our listeners, this is actually a, an excerpt that I took from the uh, this is the Fox Nine News Channel in Chicago, in the segment that that the uh, that Robin Robinson did, her, her apology segment, if you will, and this is what one of her coworkers told her. 
Well, we also got some advice from a colleague in the newsroom who says the Santa secret was spoiled for her in second grade, and she says she went to her dad crying about it. He pulled out an old newspaper clipping, and it made her happy again. The piece is titled, Yes, Virginia, There is a Santa Claus. Part of it reads, He exists as certainly as love and generosity and devotion exists, and you know that they abound and give to your life its highest beauty and joy. Yeah, he exists such as love, beauty, and joy, so forth and so on, and they abound. Well, I know, I know Christ said, because iniquity has abound, the love of many of us wax cold. So, and saying about Santa, I would be remiss in my duties if I didn't play a, a, a clip on the the origin of Santa Claus. So let me let me play this clip. Not that one. This one. They fasten it with nails and hammers that it moves not. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither also is it in them to do good. So that was that was Jeremiah the, the tenth chapter, where it told us told us not to learn the way of the heathen, because Christmas is a heathen Gentile practice that is not coming from the the scriptures that it has to do with other gods. And the most I always warn the children of Israel not to follow the different customs and the ways of the other nations because they were evil and they were satanic. What I told you to keep. So now you have a choice to either keep them or go into slavery. Santa Claus is another good example of a pagan element of Christmas. You hear those bells, man. I know they do lab experiments with rats and. So people hear bells and stuff, they think they're going to get gifts or they're going to get money. You know, it's an automatic, you know, they got that sound, they got people brainwashed. Oh man, Christmas time, I'm about to get the gift, get the gift. You know, that's the way they want people to be ignorant and dumb and to stay away from the truth. They don't want you to deal with the truth. They don't want you to deal with the Lord and Christ because then you're going to start to see all the evil and wicked. It's like a, the light is going to come on and you're going to see everything that's being done in the dark. You know, today is a, uh, an amalgamation of several different traditions. But uh, in most cultures throughout the world, uh, you will find the existence of what is known as hearth gods. Uh, gods who uh, guard uh, the hearth and the chimney and keep the fires burning and make sure the food cooks properly and the people are warm and what have you. And at certain time of year, uh, the middle of winter typically, uh, the hearth god dressed in red will come down the chimney to reward those to uh, have pleased him during the course of the previous year and to uh, lay uh, curses or hexes or other forms of uh, uh, punishment upon uh, people who are displeased. The concept is So remember I said Christmas initiates people and instructs them in demonology. So they just described who? Who? Who, do, who are they telling that comes down the chimney and gives people gifts? Who is it? Because I. Who is it? Who is it? Man, that's just straight Satan. Uh, I can't put no planet in that. I can't put no planet in that. That is just straight Satan. <laughs> 
But isn't that a description of Santa Claus? Yes. Come down the chimney. But it says not. This is where they get it from. It's like, well, where they get that story from? That's a good story. Come down the chimney. You know, the Lord said, how long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? We're not seeking out the truth. Who are we seeking out? Let me give, 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 give me a piece of chicken. Let me get a chicken thigh. Let me get a thigh that's on a woman. That's what the scripture says in, 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 in John 3.19. People love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So they're not going to come to the light. So if you're a fornicator or adulterer, well, guess what? Christmas is a perfect time. It's time for adultery and fornication. It's time for drunkenness. So if I'm a drunk, if I'm a fornicator or adulterer, am I going to be against Christmas? You must be out of your damn mind. I'm all for it. That's what an adulterer, I'm not going to come to the light. He's talking about me faithful. What? This is the time for me to get my adultery on. Mistletoe, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. I'm going to find me a hoe with this mistletoe. That's what time it is. It's not time to come to the light. It's the time to what? To dwell in darkness. This is a dark time. It's a dark period. It's when the days are darkest. Why? This is the time that people are doing the most witchcraft on the earth with spirits and demons. Are you talking about it's Christ? It's the light. No, no, you will not find evidence or proof in that in the scriptures. That's why these things are happening. People are riotous and they have these parties and things. That isn't what the Lord told us to do. So let's let's listen to some more of this clip. Because has had a long and winding history with a number of diverse cultures contributing to the composite character we have today. Beginning once again in Scandinavia, Santa's original incarnation was in the form of Odin, the pagan god of thunder. A tall fellow with a long flowing beard who inhabited the spirit-infested Nordic forests. Odin would travel the sky during the winter solstice deciding who would die and who would prosper. Most believers were frightened at this particular time of year. In England, Odin eventually evolved into Father Christmas, who, crowned with sprigs of holly, travels the countryside getting roaring drunk as part of a festival of fools celebration. Frequently, he would be accompanied by a horned goat, ironically the biblical symbol of those who reject the salvation of Jesus Christ. According to the traditions of the Church of Rome, there was a Turkish bishop named Nicholas who hailed from Myra in Asia Minor during the 4th century. He was known as the patron saint of seafaring men. Over the centuries, as the legend began to unfold, it was rumored that St. Nicholas had actually captured the devil himself, put him in chains, and made him his personal servant. Recognized in various cultures as Krampus, Beelzebub, or Zwart Pete, Black Peter, this assistant of St. Nicholas is best known by his German name, Nest Ruprecht. Described as a hideous horned creature, the servant Ruprecht was a dark and sinister figure who stood in stark contrast to the saintly Nicholas. Somehow, Father Christmas's companion, the horned goat, had metamorphosized into the foreboding horned devil called Ruprecht. As St. Nicholas traveled from house to house, inquiring about the behavior of children, 
Ruprecht would drop candy and gifts down the chimney into the good children's shoes which had been placed there. It was from this story that we get our tradition of hanging stockings on the mantle at Christmas time. If able to recite a verse or demonstrate a skill for St. Nicholas, the child would receive a gift. If unable to remember a verse or if the child had been bad, he or she would receive a switch or a whip. Ruprecht also carried a large sack which he would frequently use to haul away the really bad boys and girls. As more and more Christian churches began combining the pagan rituals of the winter solstice with the celebration of the birth of Christ, emphasis on St. Nicholas's role began to shift. Some cultures began to downplay the role of St. Nicholas, but surprisingly retained Ruprecht. Satan. <laughs> so they're saying St. Nicholas was supposed to be a bishop dealing with the scriptures, so they said, get rid of him. Let's deal with this Ruprecht guy. He's going to give you gifts or give you the switch or the candy. And, you know, something else springs to mind. You see, children at a very young age, a lot of them have these things we're called night terrors. Anyone heard of that? Why are we cursing the city? Because. Oh, Daddy, I was dreaming a dream and I was dreaming a witch or someone was coming to get me or mother was coming to get me. But there's so many demons that are on people's houses. Your children are having oh, a bad. You're just having a bad dream. No, children are under attack. I remember having some some highly satanic dreams when I was a child. Demons and stuff coming to, to get me and fight me and all kinds of crazy things. But how many demons and spirits in the house from Christmas, from Easter, and all these different satanic holidays? And you like, why? What's wrong with my child? What's wrong with my child? Eventually, next Ruprecht was made the companion and servant to the Christ child himself. In this scenario, the devil is actually given the title Venoxman or Santa Claus. 19th century. Did, did y'all hear that? People not be amazed when they hear these things. First time I heard that, I was like, what? Christmas, what? It's not, it's not in the script. It's about, it's about the devil. Wait a minute. If I'm for Christ, if I'm following the scriptures, if I'm dealing with the truth, if I'm dealing with the truth, I'm like, man, I can't be celebrating this. I'm like, you know, the first time, I'm sure you brothers can testify to, you know, the same. When you heard that, he was like, yo, Christmas going out. It's going out like yesterday's trash. They were like, no, I ain't worried about no gifts. I were like, yo, this is about Satan. The scriptures tell you that Satan is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's coming to kill and destroy and mess up your life so you don't get the blessings that the Lord has for us. So I'm like, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> so let me play that again. Maybe people didn't hear it. Maybe they missed it. Maybe they were, you know, the light from the Christmas tree was shining in their eye and their wife then came with some drink to say, forget about that, honey. Let's just keep Christmas. So Venoxman or Santa Claus. 19th century writer Theodore Storm, in his story about natural Ruprecht, even goes so far as to describe the switches given to the children by Ruprecht as tools to be used in sadomasochistic rituals. Soon, the image of Ruprecht would fade from the Christmas tradition, but not his sadistic influence. Many of the early depictions of Santa Claus portrayed him 
not as a jolly gift giver, but of an unfriendly disciplinarian complete with a ready switch or whip. One of the problems with the Christmas gift thing for children is that it really is a religious teaching, a wrong religious teaching, because it teaches them that if they're nice, they get the gifts. If they're naughty, they don't. Or in my case, I was taught that he would leave us a bundle of switches. Uh, isn't that interesting? Uh, it's a salvation by uh, my own personal virtue. But, but there's a second thing wrong with it, and that is that they're going to get those gifts whether they're naughty or nice, because most parents love their children and, and will, would dream of, quote, ruining their Christmas, and they're not going to ruin Christmas. They're going to give those children the gifts anyway, and some, sooner or later those thinking children are going to realize, I wasn't very nice. But I got the gift anyway. They find out that their parents is a bunch of hypocrites. That's what I exactly. Oh, you're a hypocrite. You said if if I was bad, Santa wasn't gonna bring me the gift. Why come I get the gift anyway? Well, how come I give the gift? I guess well, you know, I just continue to do what I'm doing. That's not what the scripture says. The scriptures tell you that you're gonna receive for the wrong which you have done. That's what the scriptures tell you. The scriptures tell you not to be a liar. And many people, you're going to be liars on December the 25th. Before December the 25th, because you're going to tell them about Santa Claus, and you're going to tell them all these different lies, and none of them are true. None of them are true. When you're dealing with this Christmas, Christ wasn't born in December the 25th. There is no Santa Claus. Oh, you can't say that. You can't tell. You can't tell children that. So what? You can't tell children the truth. That's what they say. You can't tell the children the truth. I remember my my my. This has to deal with truth. This has to deal with um, Christmas per se. But I remember my grandmother telling me about her mother telling her about sex, and she's like, "Look, if if you kiss boys, you'll get pregnant." And she was highly disgusted by this because she said, look, you know, my mother lied to me. She didn't tell me exactly what the truth was. She said, if I would, you know, not have kissed boys and did other things, then it's like, how was I supposed to know what the difference was? How was I supposed to know? So people, they're not telling their children the truth, but then they expect them to be truthful and honest. Well, let's keep on playing this clip. So it isn't important to be nice. It isn't important to do what is right and avoid what is wrong. German immigrants coming to America during the 1620s tried to influence the new world with the stories of St. Nicholas and his gift-giving companion, Nech Utrecht. But somehow the idea just didn't take hold until almost 200 years later. In 1819, America's best-selling author, Washington Irving, used his influence to promote St. Nicholas in a popular Christmas story titled Grace Bridge Hall. Consulting Irving's writings, Episcopalian minister Clement Clark Moore penned a decidedly secular tale called A Visit from St. Nicholas in 1822. Later retitled The Night Before Christmas, Moore's poem was based on the tales of German and Dutch immigrants who had come to America. Intended originally only for his own children, Moore's story was published in the Troy Sentinel in New York and became an overnight sensation. Gone were the bishop's remnant of St. Nicholas. He was now a jolly old elf imbued with supernatural powers. Moore had also replaced Nicholas's companion, 
the horned necked Ruprecht with eight horned magical reindeer. As the popularity of the night before Christmas grew, Moore became increasingly concerned that the story's emphasis on the supernatural and its disregard for Christ would reflect poorly on his position as a minister. You see how they're initiating children to magic and to Satanism. Look, you got the magical reindeer. What does the scripture say about magic? What does the scripture say about being a witch? Someone get that real quick and read that. But this is where the initial, oh, son, he's got the magical reindeer. And it makes him fly. And he's going to be everywhere in all places. And he's going to bring you gifts and this kind of... That's all initiation into into witchcraft and Satanism. It goes against the Most High. It goes against us. So someone got that in Exodus? Come on now. Actually, actually, I got it in uh, Deuteronomy. Read it. Read it. Read it. Read it. I'm going to start at 18 and 9. When thou art coming to the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. Verse 10. There shall not be found among any of you, excuse me, there shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that uses divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consultant with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. How's that? Mm. How is that? <laughs> How is that? But people just that people see magic, um, witchcraft is being promoted on the TV as something that's more favorable, and all of these things are steeped and and entrenched in the Christmas tradition. It doesn't have anything to do with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If Christ is around, and saw people celebrate Christmas, He will rebuke them. Okay. He would correct them and tell them they, that they're going, they're going off the path. But a lot of people, they are on the path. Okay, whether it's a left hand path or the right hand path, those are witchcraft terminologies that people use that people don't know about. There's so much witchcraft in the world that's going on that people are wholly entrenched. They're they're deluded. They're um, deceived. They're tricked. They're fooled. And it's all to keep them away from the light that's in Christ. It's all it's all to keep them away from from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because you, like the guy said, what was he taught from a very young age that anyone that's a Christian they're a bad person. So if you're not celebrating Christmas, what do people think? Do they think you're a good person? Or you want to call it? Zach, right, come on, man. Zach, you think you're a good person? You don't celebrate Christmas? You had to go check on uh, Ephraim. Oh, he had to go check on Ephraim? Yeah, just just speaking about that, people see Ephraim, that beautiful baby boy, and like, oh, you're not going to get your baby boy first Christmas, blah, blah, blah. That's what they think. You know, my discussions I've had with people like, okay, you don't celebrate Christmas, but what about your children? So now <laughs> my children gonna do what I do. What do you mean? But what about your children? You should do it for the children. No, I should teach my children the truth. That's what I should do. But what happens when you teach your children lies on lies? You get what happened over here in the UK, where children go out buck wild, 
burning up every damn thing because you don't teach them the truth. You don't teach them what's right. You don't teach them there's consequences for what things they do wrong. No, guess what? Santa Claus is going to bring you the grip. Your child been bad all year long. There is something you can look up yourself. Tore up okay. from the floor, up, called, bad in uh, school, bad at home, you're going to get them a Christmas gift. So why the hell should they be good? You teach them about the Lord and Savior uh, Jesus Christ. You chastise your son. You, you correct them according to the scriptures and, and stop telling them his foolishness and let them in dealing with this foolishness and witchcraft. That's what people want to do. Harry Potter. Harry Potter has more preeminence in the home than the scriptures of the Bible or the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Also use mind control. More children are reading Harry Potter books than they are reading the Bible. Well, let me finish um, playing this clip. And for all you people that that uh, follow the Illuminati, and you like the Illuminati doing this, the Illuminati is the, the, uh, the government. Obama's in the Illuminati is a mason. I'm gonna ask you this question. You know all that, but do you celebrate Christmas? Because Christmas is one of the Illuminati satanic secrets to get people to have sympathy for Satan. So you you look at uh, Alex Jones. Did you celebrate Christmas? Showing that people who really don't know the truth, the Bible is the true book on the planet Earth. So let's finish playing this clip. As a result, he refused to take credit for its creation until the story became so popular that he could no longer resist. Forty years later, illustrator Thomas Nass, political cartoonist for Harper's Weekly, seared the image of Santa Claus into the minds of the world by creating a drawing which combined Moore's jolly old elf with images of St. Nicholas. Intended originally only for his own children, Moore's story was published in the Troy Sentinel in New York and became an overnight sensation. Gone were the bishop's remnant of St. Nicholas. He was now a jolly old elf imbued.